Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Okay, here we go. Uh, Another episode. Episode 50, I'm going to guess here, 57, maybe 58. We're in the 50s still. Up? Yeah. When do we have in 60? This might be 60. 60. Oh, my gosh. I think so. This is like when you ask somebody that's a little bit older, how old are you? And they're kind of like, ah... (laughs) I think this year we're around <laughs> yeah, the anniversary. Of- um, I don't know. How many years have we been married, babe? Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode getting up there at Leadership Lean In. This is a podcast dedicated to we are all about the subject of leadership. leadership. We're leaning into the subject of leadership just to get a little bit better. Better than yesterday. As promised, progress. The only thing I can promise you is that I'm going to try to have some progress in my life. We are going to jump into a fantastic content. Um, that's a little bit self-affirming right there. <laughs> We're going to jump in in just a moment. But to everyone, I want to say thank you so much for sharing our podcast, liking our podcast. Yeah. See it on social media all the time. It means the world. I'm, I'm kind of at that place right now when you're sharing a, you know, a tag on story. Yeah. That it's kind of like it's a it is this y- version of retweet. Yes, it is. And I kind of just is I vacillate. Great word by the way. And I'm like, do I always share? Yes. You know, a lot when people post books that they're reading that I've written or leadership leading every time I want to repost. Right, right, right. But I can't. I yes. can't do it. Yeah. It get, okay. Yes. It gets. It gets a little bit. It gets weird sometimes. Yeah, and it's kind of like everybody's like, yeah, man, we 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 know yeah, that you wrote you, some books. You, you, yeah, and you do a podcast. We we kind of and people, <laughs> there are some that hate it, and there are a few that like it. So yeah, yeah. I had a great conversation last night with uh, a person that is in uh, the public eye, and we were talking about how great it is to be hated. And, it, and he was talking about one of his friends who was also in the public eye and he's really sensitive and he calls him. He's yeah. really overwhelmed takes and it personal. takes it personal. And he's kind of like, you know, the way I see it is like, if I'm hated, that means that there's a polar opposite crowd that really enjoys wow. this particular person's music. And so, you know, they were just saying like, it's, it's okay. Like, yeah, it's actually it's a sign of success. It. it comes with the territory. So, I'm full circle. I'm saying that some people like leadership lean in and maybe some people think, why are you wasting our time? We're going to jump into today's content. What makes a staff healthy? Mm. And I really enjoyed this uh, question. I've made it my goal. I was sharing this the other day with uh, our staff. I made it our goal this year to develop a healthy staff culture. Uh, for us in our context in the organization that Julie and I get to lead. We started a church six years ago in the city of Los Angeles. We added, we went from like two services to three to four to five to six, you know, locations. And then, you know, right in pretty much year one or two, we started a college. And then after that, we started a conference. And then after that, we started putting out music. And then we took our music on tours. 
and then we started a, a leadership podcast and yeah. in all of the pioneering the last thing on my radar really tr truly honestly was like a healthy staff Jeez. culture wow. which i say that in context because we i teach staff every tuesday right. so of course to me it's not like something that i wasn't thinking about but you know as you add staff hr becomes so important um your org chart becomes incredibly important onboarding um and in in the dynamics of multiple staff you know when you got one two three four staff it's like we're just a family we're just a little yeah. team the more that you add and the more you got to just you know kind of make sure every every everybody's on the same page as far as expectations um i, I years ago i read all the patrick lencioni books I love Patrick Lencioni. In wow. fact, I'm going to go and be in his area. I'm staying at a hotel this weekend where he writes all of his books. Very cool. So I always think about him, Patrick Lencioni, you know, death by meeting, five dysfunctions of a, of a team. Um, there's another, uh, the advantage, yep. um, you know, all of it. And my father gave me all of his books and I really like reading some of the five dysfunctions of a team because every team defaults back to, you know, their knee jerk, uh, uh, trauma, their knee jerk, you know, like tendencies for conflict. And you got to really work hard to have a good team, have a healthy staff culture. And in our organization, leading a church, I, I've always believed for the, and, and this doesn't apply to every business, but there might be some parallel here. Leading a church, it first starts with my life, my heart, then it's my home. And then in order, it goes to our staff and then the church. I have seen churches where the church is bussing. Church is popping. Church is doing its thing. And the staff is dysfunctional, right? to say the least. Right. So it doesn't always mean if I got a healthy church, because I think a lot of times in church, we focus on, in our line of work, we focus on evangelism, discipleship, leadership, development, mission, blah, blah, blah. And so there's so much focus on the thing that we neglect the layer that actually make makes or right. breaks. Right. And so I'm going to give a few thoughts. As always, I'm uh, joined by the Gospel Ninja and the guy that's Wantastic. Uh, Juan, feel free to speak when spoken to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, sorry. That was not a cue. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Number one, uh, I think it takes a commitment to we, not me. Yeah. And yeah. that, you know, the first thing is like, it's about the group. It's about the group project. It's cliche stuff. Like it's not about the name on the back of the jersey. It's right. about the name on the front of the jersey. It's about the total mission. It's not about being an expert in a department. It's about buying into the mission of the team. And I think... You know, we're all born so selfish. Right. No one teaches you how to be selfish. No one teaches us like, you know, just be totally concerned about self. It's just innate. And I think we got to fight that in order to make the team strong. We have to be thinking outside of just our area, our department, our group, our in our own special needs. We need to be thinking about the we thing. And I thought that was amazing about Odell Beckham Jr., you know, here's a guy that's kind of gotten a bad rap. He's top five most recognizable players probably in the NFL. He's got a bad rap for kind of being a me guy, whether that was true or not. You know, New York makes this insane catch and then goes to Cleveland and didn't really work out that well. And then comes and he and he totally drinks McVeigh Kool-Aid. He totally buys in 
to Sean well, McVay, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to Blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> he buys into McVay's thought. And I, I heard a soundbite of him saying, it's about we, not me. Wow. It's unhealthy for someone to be only consumed with their stats, their success, their proximity, and their power. In order for it to be healthy, we have to all die to self. Yes. We have to all be in on the big thing. So, uh, number one, it's committed to we, not me. Number two, the threat comes from outside, not from within. I always think building your business, building your organization, building a church is hard enough. I cannot be threatened by the people that are in the trenches with me. Mm. I cannot be worried about the left or the right. I've got to be worried about what's ahead. Is this hard enough to build great things? Yeah, that's a scary thing to do. I can't trust the people next to me. That's a scary place to be. Gosh, and it's just it's exhausting. Yeah. I think it's where we really get sidetracked from mission, mm. from goals. Right. And I read a book this last summer, Simon Sinek, who I just adore, um, genius. And I read that book, Leaders Eat Last. So and that's kind of the main takeaway I have from that book is, you know, why do you set up a ring app or a nest or alarm system? Um, I have a friend <laughs> the other day, she got her car stolen in her driveway and the security cam showed it. Oh, no. Because she left her keys in the car. Oh, no. So we got to, you know, they're going to try and <laughs> steal. We got to just make sure the keys aren't there. That's it. But these cameras and these fences and, the, you know, all of this is set up because we're aware there's threats on the outside. But when you come inside, there's got to be peace. Yep. There's got to be like, I know these people have my back. Safe place. We're not competing. We're cheering. We're not threatened by other success. Their success is my success because it's about we, not me. And I think in order for a staff to be healthy, it's got to have that dynamic yeah. of like, dude, we're totally aware and looking at the threats out there. We don't even think there's a threat in here. That is also applicable to families. Yes. Think about sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalry from the first family in the Bible we got sibling rivalry. Yep. It's been around forever. Cain and Abel. And what did it happen? It kills them. So that's a threat in the house. Uh, in order for a family to do well, the, the threat cannot come from in the home. Yep. It's like we might, be we might be worried about things out there that we can't control, but in here you are celebrated, you are honored, you are valued, you have a voice, you are listened to. You have a seat at the table. Yep. And if if there's damage that happens from the outside, it actually rallies, unifies yes. the inside. But if it's the opposite, if there's a damage that happens from the inside, good luck trying to move forward. Good good luck trying to gain that trust back again. Yeah. Well, it, I think that what what ends up happening is like we're all so impressionable. We all are impressionable. You know, it's like I'm very easily influenced. Right. We all are, all you know, I, yeah, you watch things and like all of a sudden you're like, how can we talk like them? How can we dress like them? How yeah. can we, cause you got to choose your influences wisely. I think within a company, you know, it's that old saying one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. So if someone turns, it can affect, it can influence many people. Wow. And so you got to be careful that the threat isn't, isn't the, the greatest threat of any I don't care what line of work. The greatest threat is never coming from the outside. Nope. 
it's always in the home. It's always in the office, it's always in the team. And you got to just be aware of that, that th- this is why we focus on health. So we got to do have healthy conversations, healthy. We're going to get to the next one. In fact, write down number three, conflict is resolved. Yeah. Conflict is inevitable. Flare ups, disagreements, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of unbelievable to think I'm never going to have conflict with Nate or I'm never gonna have conflict for the monster. We're human. Yep. We're going to disappoint each other. I'm going to disappoint you so on and so forth. So we have to give major margin for error. Yeah. Major grace, major room for growth. So I'm not saying everyone has to be perfect. I'm, I'm actually saying embrace conflict, right? Don't avoid. I think the thing that really kills teams is avoiding conversations. Right. Avoiding the conflict. We're in a series right now in church, you know, talking about messy. And, and basically what we're talking about is like, hey, it's messy. Can you sit in the mess? Can you work through it? Can you clean up the mess? A lot of times it's us that make the mess. It's not even the outside. Right. It's like, I made a mess of things. Well, how'd you? Well, I didn't do X. I didn't do Y. I didn't do Z. And I got to own that. I got to apologize. I got to make amends. And I got to build trust back. So good. And, and, and you know, it's that whole thing is like trust is like, it takes years to gain. And seconds to lose. Right. Yeah, but guess what? You can gain trust back. Yep. You, it, it's possible. Yep. It's not impossible. Right. No, it's not impossible. What, what a lie to think one tweet or one liking of photos or one comment or one thing, you're out forever. No, I think America loves a comeback. We all love a comeback. Yes. Yes. Because we all believe the best in others and we all need comebacks. Yeah, and we want that because we know. I'm, I'm going to need it. you can come back. I'm going to need your grace. Yes. And so I am never afraid of conflict. I'm only afraid of those that have conflict that cannot resolve. Yep. Because it says to me, you don't know how to forgive yourself. If you know how to forgive you, you will learn how to forgive others. Wow. And to me, that's the, it's all starts with how I love myself, how I see myself, how I forgive myself. If I'm gracious to me, I can therefore be gracious to others. Right. But if I'm so legalistic on myself and I'm so hard and you're such an idiot and why did you do that? And blah, blah, I'm going to treat others that way. Yep. You got to be very careful. Number four, everyone is running the same play. So what makes the staff healthy is everyone is running the same play. Vision, value, standards. To me, when we look at the word division, what does the word division mean? Division is division. That's multiple visions. Yep. So this person's on this page and we're actually over on this page and you go wait you what play are you running right wait hold on you ever see that where it's like a quarterback throws it to the guy and the receiver was running to. some crazy route and it's like and the quarterback just looks at the guy like i called the play you did not run the route right leadership to me is going like hey everybody make sure we're all on the same page this is the play we're running. Yep. So what is the play? It is the vision. So where are we going? What do we see? Mm. I got to paint that picture. I got to use the gift of imagination to paint a beautiful picture of that's what leadership is. Leadership is bringing people into a space that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Dive, dive into that a little bit more. The, the gift of imagination. Well, because if you can, I always think this is just John Maxwell stuff. If you can see it, you can have it. If I can see it, I can achieve it. So, you know, and this is biblical, right? Habakkuk, he's like, write down the vision, make it extremely plain so that the one that reads the vision can run. Even though it tarries, it takes time. 
It's going to come to pass. So my job is to get the vision first, get the future. Where's it going? Where are we, what do we, what do we want to accomplish? What mountains are we going to climb? Okay. So if I paint the vision, everybody sees the vision, everybody sees where we're going. Okay. We don't have that many locations right now. And we don't have that many streams right now. Mm. We don't have that many right. albums released and we don't have that many leaders developed and we don't have, you see what I'm saying? Then we don't have that many baptism. Okay. So you see where we're going. Okay, so we're all going there. So this is the vision, and he's here are our values. Our values are uh, are be, this is how we're going to behave. This is how we're going to this are this is what we believe that's going to help us get there. And then standards are our systems. Your systems are perfectly designed to deliver the results you're currently getting. Right. right. So what are our standards? What are our systems? How are we going to? Okay, vision is great. That's awesome. I love dreams. I love prophecy. I love imagination. I love the dreaming, but it's like, okay, I got to have values, the value of discipline, the value of follow-up, the value of metrics, all those things. And then standards, what are the, what are the standards we're going to hold ourselves accountable to and the systems of our standards. So I think, you know, people get really frustrated when he's going, wow, I love the vision. I don't think you have a clue on how to deliver that. Right. I think we're going to have to take some time to develop the right values. Generosity is our privilege. People so are our passion. Excellence is our standard. This house is our priority. Jesus is our message. You find these values and it's like, okay, that's what we're about as a, as a, as a tribe. Yep. I think one thing you added to uh, on this teaching, it was vision, value standards, and then expectation yes. was the individuals. This is it, all these things create a clear cultural expectation that we're do, that as individuals, we're all striving to this on our own personal levels as well. It's a massive part. I'm going to get to expectations in a second, but I think, you, you know, it's like, it's like my role is to say, this is the play. This is the standard expectation. These are the values. You guys good? Because I'm trusting we, we're on the same page. Ready, set. Yeah. One, two, three, one. Let's go. Number five, the attitude of the team is positive even when it comes to problem solving. So good. I know this stuff is is cliche, but I, I never grow tired of hearing it. Yeah. Your attitude is your altitude. You will never surpass your attitude. And so if you get into that stinking thinking, that negative Nancy, and you get, you know, all, you know, in your feelings and your emotions and just, you cannot win with a bad attitude. Right. And I think attitude is not just individual. There's the attitude of the team. You see when a team buys in and the attitude, the winning spirit of a team. Watch this with the Seahawks, right? When they won the Super Bowl and they made that run. And remember they had that onside kick against the Packers. They couldn't believe. And then, you know, uh, uh, Richard Sherman tips the ball out of Crabtree's hands against San Francisco. And they've got this winning attitude. And all of that was deflated. The moment that an interception was, you know, made on on the one yard line, and the attitude of the team shifted, the at, disgruntled, right. questioning right. leadership. So you got to preserve attitude. You know, it's, it's an old saying, but attitude is everything. Yeah. And so we're gonna face problems. Yep. We're going to go through issues. There's gonna be staff that transition. There's gonna be thing people that have you know, moral failure or financial failure or faith. There's going to be things, but it cannot crease the attitude. The attitude's got to stay optimistic. We can solve the problem. We can take new ground. This morning we were reading in our read through 
and I just love in numbers reading about Caleb. Caleb had a different spirit. Mm. What was that different spirit? Is a different attitude. Yep. Everyone else had an attitude of a poverty mindset or a negative mindset or a less than or you know inferiority yeah. complex. Caleb saw himself big, capable, strong, winning. It's attitude. Yep. And if you have the right attitude, it attracts mm. people. I always think people with the right attitude if they got a wrong attitude, they don't want to be close to them. Yeah. It, 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 it's the biggest thing, actually. It strikes a chord. It's like, yes. it's like ah, they're positive, and I want to be negative, and I want to be mad, and I don't want to be around. And, 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 and you see, a lot of times positive people catch flack. Why are you so positive? How come you're like that? And I think you got to be careful to not let negative people pull you down. Right. Keep that winning. Keep that excitement. Keep that, it, of course, not fake. Right. Nobody likes fake attitude, right. fake energy. It's got to be authentic. It's got to be from a genuine place. Right. I think that's why there's so much self-leading and self-feeding that is required of a great leader. Mm. Because in order for me to get actually in a good place with my attitude, I got to do a lot of different small things for me yeah, and the way I cook and the way I develop and the way I get ready and the way that I get to a good place. Yep. I can't fake that stuff. No. People will feel it. Totally. And not only will they feel it, it's so fragile. Yeah. When the interception happens, you flip and you go, oh, you, you've been faking the whole time. Yeah, be, yeah. That's a great point because, you know, um, I cannot let outcomes determine my attitude. I'm not defined by outcomes. And so much of attitude is a reflection of results. So if I live my whole life results oriented, I'm going to live a vicious roller coaster. Yeah. You know, it's like social media. If you post something and you expect the result to define how you feel, we're, 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 listen, that's out of your hands. You have no control. Yep. Which, by the way, how long did it take Instagram to go, hey, maybe we should give people the option not to show their likes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's affecting them and they're getting frustrated. Yeah. Lives are being destroyed. Destroyed. Their psyche. Yes. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That you're being controlled by outcome. Mm-hmm. I have to be controlled by my effort and my energy and what I'm what I'm working. Like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the kitchen sink at what I got mm-hmm. and what I'm doing. Let the chips fall where they yeah. may. What what I love about being on, on a team like this, it's you know, an interception could happen at the Super Bowl. That one play doesn't make me lose my belief that yeah. we, everything we did to get us here won't get us here again. And I, I, and that's what I love about Russell Wilson and that, you know, his um, mindset coach just passed away this last year Jeez. and someone that really helped him develop that mindset, especially after the Super Bowl and in, in, in working with his mindset and working with envisioning, he came, he came back strong. Yeah, stronger than I mean it seems he came like back positive. Than ever. Yeah. yeah. Was it wasn't on him? Still belief. But just because an individual on the team is strong doesn't mean the team is. You wow. You gotta find ways to get everyone healthy. Right. That's the goal. Two two last things. Change is invited, not resisted. Unhealthy teams are stuck in the mud. Unhealthy leaders are stuck in the mud and refuse or resist change. Cannot evolve cannot grow. That's what I love about older people that are like, let me learn about NFTs. I want to learn about crypto. Yeah. I want to learn about TikTok. I want to, you know, I just think 
one of my favorite guys, you know, I listen to all the time is Colin Coward. He's talking about this all the time. Just like you got to embrace technology. You right. got to embrace right. the era. You can't fight it. You can't. It's like, listen, the whole world is change. It's the old saying, life is change. Growth is optional. Choose wisely. And so s- staffs get creased when it's like, we changed policy. We yep. changed hours. Yep. We changed your role. We changed your proximity. We cha- it's, the, it's, it's why who moved my cheese sold so many dang copies. Because none of us love change. We right. resist it. We fell in love with the company or the church or the city or the person in X phase. And it's changed five times. Think about the, how often does the Apple phone go, we got new software for you tonight at midnight. It's going to, we're just going to change your whole thing. Right. And it's, it's, it's always improving. Yep. I wonder, can you do that? Mm. Can you let the team do that? And those that resist change are threatened by their inability to evolve and grow. That's a scary place to be. I'd rather live my life as a learner where it's like, tell me what I don't know. How can I get better? Give me input. Give me feedback. What am I missing? What am I doing wrong? Why are they, why are they responding this way? It, you know, the old saying, the king has no clothes. It's like, why don't, why don't we be leaders where it's like, Hey, I, I'm really aware I have no clothes right now. Can you tell me where do I find them? Yeah. Do I need to go to Zara? Yep. And then the last one, number six, expectations are clear. This is so comforting. I was using the illustration the other day. Recently, I was using the illustration of my neighbor, my next door neighbor. He just totally remodeled the house next door and crushed it. And we share a fence. And um, Julian, I kept saying to each other, like, hey, um, we should tell him, like, we'll go halves on, you know, building a new fence. And because he's done everything else. He's done a spectacular job. And so the other day I was going out to put, put, put the trash out. I seen him out there. He's got a couple guys with him. Hey guys, how you guys doing? What are you guys doing? He goes, I'm I'm putting up a new fence. I go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Julie and I were just talking about that. We we we'll go hash with you. That's great. He goes, oh no, you're fine. I'll pay for it. But if you want your side to be finished, I'll just if you want to pay for to, to finish your side, I'm gonna d- pay for them to finish my side. But I'll pay for the fence. And I was like, you know, it's like <laughs> when someone picks up the check. No, 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 please. But inside you're like, yes, so happy. Yeah. But it's that old saying, fences make good neighbors. Right. And so do expectations. Yep. You got to paint clear expectations where it's like, this is what I want. These are our hours. This is the behavior. These are our values. Yep. Expectations are people don't want to live in the gray. So much of their life is in the gray. Yes. All of their relationships are in the gray. Jeez. Where do we stand with them? What do they think about me? Are we yep. still good? Yep. Are we still close? Are we friends? Are we not friends? Are is everything okay? Am I okay? There's so much great people just find so much comfort. This is what I expect. So I can go. That's what you expect. I'm out. Right. Or that's what you expect. Great. I can hit that. I know the mark that I need to hit. Yeah. So I love that. I think. Listen, these are just a few thoughts on building a a, a healthy staff. And I'm a student right now. I'm trying to learn. We're doing research. We're trying to find out. We're trying to discover. But I think we should make it our goal, just in general, to build healthy teams. Yep. And healthy teams, like, it's all about the team. Yeah. It's never about the Lone Ranger. It's never about the 
the hero. It's never about the one guy. It's always about the team. And I think just thinking about the team and talking about the team and asking questions and meeting with people starts us to discover what was unhealthy that need to be, needs to become very healthy. We just did this yesterday. We spent a few hours just talking about, you know, the church with our area leads, people that lead a few different areas in the church. And we talked about for hours. Right. This is broke. You got to stop doing that. Hey, let's change this. And when we left, I go, hey, guys, we just got better. Right. And I didn't know a lot. A, a few things that they told me were happening, I didn't even know. I go, that's happening? Right. Yeah, did you know this? Did you not? No. That's frustrating. Mm. We've got to spend time. Getting, health doesn't just happen. No. You, you got to be intentional. For life, it doesn't just happen. With, yeah. It's the <laughs> whole saying, if you are not deliberate, you will be default. Mm. And your default is not healthy. What do you right. default to eating? Uh, bad food. Uh, not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh... So we're going to become healthy together as a staff. As always, thank you to everyone that shares, likes, subscribes, comments about leadership. Lean in. We're leaning in to get a little bit better. We're off to a great start. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.